Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs, and I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of FFF. Fife's f***ing failures. That's my new team name. Yep. I, don't, I just don't know what to say anymore, mate. Like, where did we go wrong? <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's sort of been, like, comical the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, oh, it's just funny, you know, it's all going wrong. To, to the point where it's just abysmal now, you know? There's nothing funny about it, mate. I seething all weekend, all last weekend, all the weekend before. I've got, I've got to just stop caring so much. <laughs> I, might, I might be a happier man. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what did you score? Oh, 2020, man. 2020. Tw- I'm, I'm now ranked 12,965. That's all because of one man who we will touch on very shortly. But what did you score, mate? That's so... Uh, sorry, but that's just... That's terrible. That's I know. bad. I, I know, thought mate. I did bad. I felt like I had a bad weekend. You don't have to be a wanker about it, mate. <laughs> well, I am because it makes me feel better. Um, I scored a 21-19. Still not great. I dipped in rank and I'm down to 10,254th overall. So, we're both in the 10K club. But, you know, fantasy is a competitive game these days. I, I reckon 10K is the new, the new 1K. It's the new I'm sad. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just a disappointing week, mate. Uh, well, do you want to start with your flogs then? Maybe I, do start start, with fl- I do want to start with my flog. <laughs> and it, it's really just exaggerated because I had Sicily in my team, right? And then three minutes before he locked out, I was like, no, what are you doing? Just pay up. Because I had lots of cash. I was like, just pay up. Grab lead. So I grabbed lead, right? And in doing that, took my VC off Sicily, who it was on, played games with my captain, and then on Saturday night, had the brilliant idea of captaining Bailey Smith for a 67. <laughs> what, what, what was that, mate? That was utter shit. He scored a 120 last week, played full-time mid, got 10 coaches' votes, and I was like, yeah, Bailey Smith is on now for the rest of the year. He's taking off, and I've jumped on at ground level, and this week was f***ing shit. <laughs> I watched it. He did, just didn't care, man. He didn't care. He didn't try. He kept a snag in the first quarter. I was like, all right, this is good. We could be on here. Nah, nothing from then on. In the second half, he scored 26 Gross. Disgusting, Bailey Smith. I hate you, Bailey Smith. You're my flog this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's very justified. And like you, I, I have Bailey Smith now. I jumped on this week and I'm filthy at him. Um, but the captaincy, that's on you, mate. Look, that's on I, your head. It hurts. because So what I did, I, I, it, that player... I, actually became Noah Anderson. I still got Laird, but I, I like did another trade to get him. So 
Sicily, who dropped a 165, became Anderson. So I lost 75 points there. And then my VC, who was going to be Sicily, became my captain, Bailey Smith. So I lost 98 points there. So that one move, three minutes before Sicily locked out, cost me 173 points. <laughs> That's disgusting. You actually, oh, you couldn't script that. I literally would have scored 2-2 this week if yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. You just can't make it up, man. No, you can't. It's, I almost I, brought in Sicily as well. It I, hurts me. I, I might get into the story of my trades a bit later because they were they also went terribly wrong. Um, but I'm going to quickly segue onto my flogs for this week. Who I, I'm giving it? I'm giving it to two players here. I've got Fiorini and Atkins, who scored 33 and 30 respectively, just on either wing for Gold Coast in Ballarat. Wait, was it Ballarat? No. Where was it? Uh, the NT, uh, yeah. So, Northern like just, Territory. I don't know what the exact oval is called, but I know it was in the NT. I don't want to know, mate. It's disgusting. Um, Atkins scored one point in the second half. What? And Fiorini had donuts in the last quarter. What What are you guys doing, mate? We're relying on you guys. You have the, the goodbye. I just don't care about the goodbye. I just want to say goodbye to these flogs. Um, what a disappointment, mate. What a disappointment. I'm an owner of both as well. Two thirties in the same game from mid prices. That game, that entire game, was distress. Just <laughs> that distress, mate. Because I, I caught those two thirties as well. I caught Baz's sixty as captain. I traded in Noah Anderson for a ninety, but it looked like it was going to be much less for a long time. I've never been so upset watching a game. I had to turn it off. I, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, it gets it gets worse too because you have Tim English, who we paid over a mil for, dropping a ninety, three nineties in four weeks, and you have Bont, the the player that we were keen on in the preseason as an underpriced primo, just continually smashing it. McRae, that's, who that's we fine. both had. Yeah, McRae, who used to be in our teams, who's, who's now a good buy, now a DPP like forward beast. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it hurts. It was a nightmare game. It- Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was, mate. Yes, it was. All right. Well, let's let's move on to our hogs for this week. <laughs> Who have you got? Surprisingly, I actually had a few players that I could have made my hog because I didn't have that many bad scores. The bad scores were just so bad that it tanked my team. But I've gone with Timmy T this week for being the last player left in the ton run. Dropped a 145. He kicked four goals from the midfield. That is just impressive stuff. He's, it feels like he's gone unappreciated for the whole year, really. But he's the highest averaging player. He's turned up in every game. He's, he's now dropped like six captain-worthy scores in a row. Just having a fantastic year, Timmy T. So shout out, shout out to, to Timmy T for just being the GOAT of Fantasy 2023. What a guy. It's, it's a bit of a travesty. How like how few times we've had him as our VC or C this year, considering how yes. well he's going. I think and I've VC'd him once. Yeah, <laughs> he, should, he should just be like perma perma VC or C consideration. I reckon. Yeah. I honestly think that that is the play, like perma VC and a perma C, and just roll with it for the whole year. Because the amount of times I've cooked my captain has just been wild, mate. Yeah, don't get but- silly with it. He doesn't. He does not have a floor anywhere near as low as Bailey Smith. As anyone in the as league. anyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, in every game, yeah. But it's but, just like that's what that's what your backup captain should be. 
the you season know what I mean? the season was lost and I wanted to play some some fun games and <laughs> it just makes it worse, doesn't it? It does, mate. <laughs> who's who's your hog, mate? All right. Well, for me this week, Led gets the chockies. Um he had 131 with 16 tackles, mate. 16 tackles. Just doing lead things. That's what he does. Um, and I worked out he's averaging 116 since I picked him up six rounds ago. Hasn't gone below the ton. So I, I feel like I timed it perfectly. I jumped on at the perfect time. Uh, deserves a shout out. Good on you, Leddy. Keep it up. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome. His his price has stayed in that low 900k range for a long time as well. So I, I jumped on this week and was still handsomely rewarded. But yeah, Led's just a beast. He's probably going to be the highest averaging mid for the rest of the year now, I would say. It just looks like he's found that form again. Who's even in contention, you know? Like, he has to be. Yeah, there's... Maybe Brayshaw. There's a few. Zeret, it wouldn't surprise me if like Zeret got there as well, but just yeah. like for the rest of the year. But yeah, no, Laird is, Laird's a beast. I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to watch this game. That was the... That was the one, the one thing. It I would have loved to have seen his sixteen tackles in my team. I need that kind of energy. It's so good, man. He he loves it. Like he just wraps him up and just like clamps him, like both arms, like gets his legs around. Like he just he actually just clings on and just holds on until it's a until it's a ball up or holding the ball or whatever. And he's like good at like launching into it. Like he he like actually jumps onto the players. It's pretty sick. <laughs> and like the the game was like a bit wet, like a bit dewy. Um, so everyone was fumbling and he was just like getting so many tackles. It was so beautiful to watch. Um, so yeah, Letty. Letty gets the votes for me this week. That's what we love. All right. So we're going to segue into our hot bakes for this week. Hot bakes. Let's do it. Who have you got? All right. Well, I actually have two hot bakes. One of them was Stewie Jew for playing Atkins on a wing after being just a beast defender. He was leading Gold Coast in effective long kicks before this game from from the back line, was taking kick-ins. Plays him on a wing, plays badly. Not surprising because a wing is just a super volatile position and then subs him off. F*** you, mate. <laughs> That's the first one. And the second one, it's always coaches because coaches just... Constantly do frustrating things. But Adam Simpson for playing games with Xavier O'Neill and Merritt. Because I had Merritt in my team as well. And I changed it because O'Neill was a late inclusion like 30 minutes before the game. And I was like, all right, nah, he's playing mind games. They're going to absolutely put the clamps on Zeret. You know how, how long he spent on him? Six minutes. That is a legit stat. <laughs> Six minutes he spent on him. What the f***, Simo? <laughs> Don't do that, mate. It just name your team and play your team. Don't play those games. I hate you, mate. I just, I'm angry at everyone this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to jump in. I've actually got a hot praise for this week. And you know who it's for? Him. Adam Simpson oh. <laughs> for not clamping merit. And <laughs> stopping Keeves from jumping on, my boy. At least a few people reverse that trade. So, I, I'm an OG Merit owner. I'm an OG Merit believer. Me, I'll, me. I'll ride that train till I die. And um, it's, it's just good that, you know, he's not the most owned primo in the, in the whole league now. So, you know, good on you, Simo. Thanks for playing those mind games. And thanks for not clamping him. 
What a dog. <laughs> me, me and Bryson both had, our, our mate Bryson both had merit in our plans and then ended up captaining Bailey Smith somehow. <laughs> so, oh, friends, <laughs> friends don't allow each other to, to captain Bailey Smith. You should we have rode, consulted me first. We rode the roller coaster together, mate. And uh, hey, you brought him in this week, so you you were obviously yeah, but keen I, as well. I would have told you to captain Laird. <laughs> I was going to captain Laird as well, but I just I don't know. I got a I got a full head of steam, and I was like, yeah, Baz one fifty. What's happening? So, what's the real lesson from all this? Oh, I tell you what, the real lesson is, which I learn every week, but still. Still don't actually just ingrain it. No late changes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> never the, do it ever. It, the late change never a good idea. Sicily started it, and then Baz Captain was a late change too. Yeah. So just don't yeah. do it, people. Ro- yeah. I blame Rolling Lockout for this. To be honest, it's not even me. I'm a good coach, but I get stung <laughs> by the Rolling Lockout every damn week. <laughs> change it. Change it back. Maybe it's your reality check. Maybe you're not the coach you thought you were. I definitely am, mate. I'm just having a bad year. <laughs> I've got I've got the record that speaks for it, but I tell you what, we started the pod in, in the in the wrong year, mate. We're both in the ten K club. It's funny. It's funny. I've got some things to address this later, but um Yeah. I think I think new rule, like we really have to keep each other accountable with this. No late, no changes. late changes. I think I think if your trades are bad when they were your original plan, it's like all right. That's fine. You can live with that because you you reasoned with it and you settled on it with a clear head during the week. But like when when you make a late change and it goes wrong, you like you cannot forgive yourself. You and, can't. Yeah, I mean, and the odd the odd like time where it works out really well, you're like, yeah, that's like it feels good, but really <laughs> like it's just not worth it for the number of times that you just nah, make silly not, moves. Like it's not, Baz mate. Captain should just never happen ever. <laughs> I'm Ever. an impulsive man and it gets the better of me every week. <laughs> oh. I, love, I, I, love, I love a punt and that just translates into my fantasy team and yeah. it just it, it doesn't go well. It's <laughs> it's one of those ones where you feel like you're behind as well because you you would have missed out on Sisley already. Yeah, so you're trying to make a move first. To, Yeah, to you're like, up. oh, I've got to catch up. That's it's, It happened to me the other week with the Rowan Marshall captaincy and he got subbed off, so you can't control that, but... It's it's just what happens when you make impulsive decisions to chase points when you feel behind. But you just got to make your decisions, let the players do their thing, and then assess again for next week. Yeah, I think the key to being a fantasy coach really is just to be meticulous, well thought out, and just stick to your guns Yeah, no matter what happens. Because, yeah. yeah, it's always the late changes that get you. They always get me. All right, should we move on to our next segment? Let's do it. All right, so our next segment is our talking point segment, which is the Knights of the Round Table. We're Knights of the Round Table. We dance where we're able. We do routines to call the scenes to footwork in bed cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spam a lot. Okay, so we are King Arthur's Men. We're talking about all the relevant points in fantasy world for this week. And actually, this week, what I wanted to do is start with the player discussion and then we'll get onto the relevant overall points from there. The first player that I wanted to throw at you just to discuss is Jack Steele. What like what on earth is going on with him? Yeah, it's weird. He, you know, he might still be carrying that injury 
that you know he only sustained a couple of weeks ago. Certainly seems like it. His scoring this year has just been all over the place. But I'm very keen to bring him into my team. I just think he's he's super underpriced and a guy like Steele. I, I can't imagine those seventies are gonna are gonna really keep going. I think the week off might be what he needs. It's really what he needs. I said it last week though, and you shut me down. I said. Like, obviously, he had a massive game last week. He scored a 120. But, like, he, he, had, a, he had a bunch of tackles um, and was obviously beast in the contest. But, like, the way he was moving around the ground was, like, he was borderline walking. And I was like, I just don't like the way he looks. Um, and then this week, yeah, I, I feel like he showed, he showed that, you know, something's definitely up. Um, well, what do you have? He had he still had nine tackles, so he's still doing Jack Steel things. But 14, yeah, 14 disposals. No Uber Primo should ever be scoring, like should ever have fourteen disposals. In a loss to the Hawks, that's just a game that you would expect. Really, like even with an injury, still to play well and score well, because you know I think we all sort of see the the Hawks as near cellar dwellers, even though you know now they've got two weeks of just phenomenal form. Yeah, weird, weird stuff. Like mids have been putting up great scores on the Hawks all year. I just can't, I just can't make sense of it. The nine tackles, though, that's you know, that's what Steele does. Like you said, disposals were down. So yeah, I think I think a week off he'll be he'll be back to the the Jack Steele that we've known. Well, it makes sense because the issue is a knee, right? So I mean, around the contest he can still lay his tackles, which is like he's always been his strength. But he's just not really finding the pill. Like five, he had five disposals in the second half. Yeah, he just needs. He's a, a cap, captain of the footy club when the game's on the line. Like something has to be up. But yeah, a week off, and I think I think he'll still be a great option. Um, okay, second player I wanted to talk about. We're getting straight into the Smokies here, mate. Kieran Briggs. Yeah, <laughs> he's having ninety-seven point five from his two games. He's he's. Probably too expensive in fantasy to bring in as an R three. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I, I like it if he was if he was a bit cheaper. Like last week, he would have been a good pickup. But five hundred and forty k. The only way that you really could bring him in, I think, is if someone gets injured. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. Maybe maybe we'll we'll make this part of a bigger discussion of if you're a Sean Darcy owner, what do you do? Because You've got to you've got to pick someone, right? And Sean Darcy is like so he did a hamstring on the weekend. He has his bye this week, so it, it's probably like a week where yeah you can you can jump to someone. And the log, logical choice is probably Tim English, right? Just because he's been the number one rock by a mile. But you know Briggs at what is he five hundred and forty k five forty k on the dot. Could you do that as a massive cash grab? Yeah, I think especially throughout this buy period, because the way the way I sort of see it is in in the buyers, it's not necessarily like your ruckman going head to head against other ruckmen. Because it's a best eighteen system, really, like as long as he's significantly better than the the current players at like the bottom end of your team, then it, it's a win throughout the buy period. So, I, I I like it. I like it a lot just for like a buy, a mini buy ride, and then you'd have to jump off after. But yeah, if I was a Sean Darcy owner, that's something I'd be I'd be looking at doing. You see, 
I'm torn on this one because I I feel like time and time again we just we learn that it's like rucks are just not the ones you want to play games with, you know? Just pay up, get the best player, and then just like don't have the headache. But but like you say, the buyers are just a weird time for everyone. And you can get away with these weird moves. Like he has so Briggs has his own buy, I think in round fifteen, right? He's the final buy. So yeah. if if it somehow is a flop, you sort of carry it through the buys and you can you can look to fix it up. You've got three trades a week. He's got a low break even. The money that you get from going Darcy down to him could really set you up for some like juicy upgrades after you, this round, you know? You could easily ride him back to Sean Darcy as well. Like if, if that's something that you'd be interested in doing with all the extra trades, like Darcy to, to Briggs now ride the cash rise and then when Briggs has his buy just swap him back to Darcy if you if you're keen on Darcy. Yeah. Well, depending on how long he's out for, I guess as well. Or cuz I don't think there's any news on that yet, is there? No, I, I haven't heard anything yet. Um but yeah, again, Briggs what so what's he done? He scored an 84 against Marshall and then a 111 against Segler and dominated him in the hitouts. Yeah, he's, he's been impressive. He's 450k less than English. So that literally could get you like two uber primos from players like Ashcroft, Fiorini. Like, I would, I would, I, yeah, I think that it's just a, a no brainer if, if Darcy's carrying an injury, especially, you know, if we find out for whatever reason this is only like a one week hamstring or like a two week hamstring, Darcy comes back. Maybe he scores a 70. Like, Briggs could easily outscore him playing as the number one ruck with the type of form that he's got. It just makes a lot of sense. It just makes a lot of sense. Okay. what? About, let, let me throw some other potential you could, options at you. Just quickly, like, as another option to ride through the buyers, you could trade someone like Samson Ryan to him as well, who's maxed out in price. That's another... Yeah, he got subbed off on the weekend. Did yeah, he? yeah. It's just a tactical sub as well. Yeah. All right. A couple of other options... And just give me your thoughts on these. Say in the instance that uh, Sean Darcy is a long-term injury, like it's a bad hamstring, is Luke Jackson an option? No. No? I don't like him. <laughs> I'm not a Luke Jackson fan. I I don't know. There's just something about him. I know he's got the form. He's got an average of 90.6 in his last five, but... I, I don't... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Jackson guy. 700K is probably just a little bit too much for my liking there. What if what if he's like a a solo ruck for like a five or six game stretch, and then you and then is like one of your one of your upgrades after the buys that could, yeah, it could be an awesome move. Yeah, I guess if you're a Darcy owner, you could pull the trigger on it. But the flag I is just, they both they both have to buy this week. But it get like they, maybe you could hold Darcy for a week, considering he has the buy to give you time to assess what you want to do. Yeah, you would. You would. You would. You would. The only way that you could make that move is if you wait until next week and yeah. and then find out the injury news. Yeah. It's the, it's, the, it's the only way. Like, you couldn't do that move this week. It really could be a play, though. Like, potentially, yeah, just hold Darcy for one week. Fix up your red dot issues this week because it's the week to do it, right? First week of buys, three trades, sort out three red dots. And then next week, you've got money and you've got more time to think clearly about what you're going to do with your trades because if you go Darcy to Luke Jackson next week, you have a Ruckman that's going to play for the remainder of the buys as opposed to bringing in um, English who's going to miss like the final buy. You know what I mean? 
So it's like you're, you're setting up, you're getting rid of your red dots and you're also like, okay, great. I could bring in a Ruckman now that's going to play throughout the rest. I think, I think you want, you'd want to know that Darcy's out for like six weeks to bring in Luke Jackson. I think so, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying it's an option because I think he has the scoring chops if he's solo Ruck for, for a period of time that long. Yeah, you. Yeah, like I said, you'd want to know. Yeah, it, it's a long injury before you do it. I wouldn't do it if it's only like a two or three weeker. Yeah, no, definitely not. All right, and then if not, if you want to play it safe, I think, I think English is the only one that you'd go to. I actually think Briggs is a fairly safe option. <laughs> I've I've sold myself very hard in the last five minutes on Briggs, but <laughs> he he's one hundred and sixty k cheaper than Jackson already is playing as the number one ruck, has the form, like, has has the last buy, so you could make that move this week. And it, he's going to rise a lot in that time. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, any other names? You, you probably wouldn't touch Gorn. He, so he missed out on forward status by like 0.1%, right? Oh, no. I got him in, I've got him in our keeper league and he's sitting on my bench at the moment. It's like, man, man. Fantasy hates me this year, mate. It's all going against <laughs> Cage. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he's probably not an option because where, where do you see Gorn averaging? Like 90s, low 90s? Yeah, low to mid 90s probably. Um, he's still capable of big scores. I, I I probably wouldn't want to go Darcy straight to him though, because I don't think there's any upside there. No, there's there's I guess there is. He's pretty cheap, man. A bit of upside in his price because of the injuries, the injury earlier in the year. But I still I I still don't think there's a lot. Like you're not yeah. going to be getting in a guy who's capable of doing 105 or a guy who's going to rise, you know, 150k or it's just going to be probably solid 90s from Gorn. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all the options, really. Let's move on to our next player, and I want to throw up Jack McRae. Yeah, McRae's McRae. He's solid. He's always going to be a gun. He's averaging like ninety-eight on the year now. Only forty-four percent CBAs on the year. He had a slight bump this week up to like fifty-five percent. Um, he's going to be around the mark for a top six forward. He could be, you know. He, we we all know he's got the ability to average one ten plus if he gets more mid minutes. It's just it's just the bevo factor. So you know if you're looking for a forward, by all means jump on McRae, but don't expect him to do much more than what he's doing on the year. Yeah, on like, the year. I don't think I don't think the 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 one the one twenty and the one seventeen of the last two weeks are gonna continue. I don't think that form is gonna sustain. No, but but he ticks a lot of boxes. He's he's a forward now. He's cheap. He got a CBA bump over the weekend because Baz was just having the worst game of his life. Dog. Actually, no, he wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, his CBAs were up to like fifty five percent, which is like way more than where he was at the previous weeks. So I don't you know. Is that you can't count on that? The, you, you, it's Bevo. <laughs> Baz had eighty seven percent CBAs last week. This week had like. Just under just under fifty yeah. or maybe fifty on the dot and had a stinker. McRae has the exact same coach and you know, the exact same stuff. He had twenty percent CBAs last week, nine percent CBAs the week yeah. before. So he just swaps them mid game because they're getting they're getting beaten or yeah. for whatever reason. It's just like, you know what? Yeah, swap guys. Yeah. Like McRae as a forward is always gonna be a good option. It's fantastic. I'm just saying there's not like 
heaps of upside because I don't Te- think temper the expectations be, a little bit. Yeah, he's not going to be like prime mid McRae as a forward. That's just yeah. not just not happening. All right, next name, <coughs> Hobbs. Three round average of ninety one point three now. Just just solid. I'm I'm looking at getting him this week now. I, I wasn't I wasn't a believer, but the CBAs rose and his score rose again slightly. They got North this week. Just makes a lot of sense. He's still very cheap too. So, All right, here's an interesting one for you, Ben Keys. My man, <laughs> my man. I love this man. He is probably my favorite AFL player. It's it's it literally it's like Keys Keys Bont and Pendles are like my top my top three. But I love him, man. And he's moved back into the midfield this week, and he dropped a one oh nine. He had three scoring shots. 11 score involvements, clearances. He was just doing like Ben Ben Key's midfield stuff. And I've got a stat for you. Since the start of 2021, all our CBA stats are basically from the start of 2021 because that's when they were being counted from the first like normal year. He's averaged 104.3 from 43 games when he has over 50% CBAs. Wow. He is a premium midfielder and he's like 560K as a forward. Yeah. I'm getting him. I don't care. I don't. The risk of him going back to playing forward, mate. My season's done. I love Keys. He's coming into the subs this week. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. Uh, he's he's in calculations for me as well. So he gets he gets a big tick from both of us. He was named in the midfield as well. So it's it's a little bit of an in indication of like if you see him named there again this week, it's like yeah, he, he, he makes into it. he makes his way into my team every year. <laughs> Some of our early listeners from our first couple of episodes will know this anecdote, but I brought him in for the 2021 Granny, which was against you in our league, and he won it for me. And then last year, I had him in the Granny in our league, which was also against you, and he lost it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Keys is is my ride or die in fantasy. I love the man. In that first grand final, what did he score? Like a 150, right? Yeah, like 142 or something. Something crazy. And then then last year- Funniest goal ever as well. He shanked it so hard and it Looks just like it was swung. Gonna go out on the full and it was whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Um Yeah, what did he score last year though? Like Oh, like 40. 40. Yeah. <laughs> just he's a wild card. He, he's he is a wild one card. of the biggest wild cards. Because if he plays forward, like he was dropping thirties earlier in the year as a forward. But I love the man. He's, he's such a mid. He he'll he'll do it for you, people. He's such a serious customer. I'm just looking at his face on the fantasy app. He's not smiling at all. He, he, he means business, man. He's, he means business, yeah. Um, but what he's so he's two hundred ninety eight k down from his starting price. That is that is probably the biggest drop of any player. But his his return to the role, man, it could be it could be pick of the year. Um, all right, next one. You're gonna hate me for this, cause Andy McGrath. <laughs> why? Why? Why would you say that, mate? Don't say that. Let me let me on this podcast. We don't talk about it on this podcast. We're about to talk about it because I'm forcing us to talk about it. I I refuse. It has to be done for the sake of the sake of objectivity, for the sake of our listeners who haven't gone through the pain of owning him this year. He's six hundred and eighty seven K. Six hundred and eighty seven K. Essendon have had a clear change of game style. He's getting marks, he's getting disposals. They're all, all they're all taking marks. All I'm hearing is empty words. It means nothing to me what you're saying right now. <laughs> he has a three round average of ninety three point three since we traded. Before then, 
averaging like 74. F*** off. <laughs> <laughs> to him and also to you for bringing him up. <laughs> well, I guess I guess listeners get the idea of uh, of Keeb's impression of that. There's been a lot of swearies. There has a lot of swearies on this pod. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do like hours of editing just to sort you out. I've made some notes. Hey, you you control control yourself. (laughs) Uh, All right. Any other players you want to talk about? Those those are my players. Done. Yeah, I just wanted to give a more of a shout out. Not a relevant player by any means now, but he was relevant early in the year. Brent Daniels was 318k to start the season, which is like. Just a smidgen over rookie price. He's averaging like 74, but he has back-to-back tons. <laughs> if you started with him, and he's only in 0.9% of teams, but if you started with him, kudos, because that's just great stuff. <laughs> that is very impressive. I can't I can't think of anyone that would have him, but... Yeah, not, not many. Literally less than 1% of people have him. But, I mean, what he's averaging... like you know, mid seventies from that price. That is awesome. Like that's such a good starting pick if, if yeah. you did do it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Cousin, stop what you're doing. It is time for our Nink and Poop check-in. This week, the great man, Ollie Wines, had 21 disposals and a goal. He was on 55 at halftime. Looked like he was going to break the non-ton run. Couldn't get it done <laughs> at a six-point third quarter. Disappointing stuff. Yeah. I, I wanted him to break it. I really did. I, I'm waiting for the day. I'm starting My, to like him now that we have the check-in. It's Yeah, me too, funnily <laughs> enough. How funny is that? I like, bagged this guy for literally years, and now we talk about him on the pod, and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's kind of cool. I can get around it. <laughs> It's my, my bold prediction of the ton run for him specifically ending at round 17 is looking good, mate. It is looking but good. He's he's actually playing his way into becoming an option because he's still in the 600k range. And I tell you what, mate, I reckon this is like another sort of bold prediction, but I'm not I'm not going to actually have it as one. I just I think he's going to average 90 after the buy. Like I think a week off could do him some good as well. Come I back can- and and just be solid for the rest of the year. I can see it. He hadn't he hadn't interrupted very interrupted preseason. It's just I feel like you're destined for pain with Ollie Wines. Like even even Not when a- he's in form, he he has he has that flaw, you know, like he can drop he can drop a 60. He dropped he's dropped worse scores this year, but at that price, that's the thing. Like you're paying for him as you know, a mid-pricer, a cheap a pretty cheap mid-pricer. Just yeah, I I think he's going to be great for the rest of the year. Once the once the buyers come and gone, he could he could be an option. But I feel like we're getting <coughs> the point where you think he's going to turn it around is probably not the point in the season where you're looking for guys like him. I don't know. That's just that's my thoughts. But again, like he could he could be an option for your final like rookie upgrade or something. Well, the lack of basement rookies is going to make upgrades significantly harder in the coming weeks. So I think those guys will still be options. Yeah. Well, can we quickly touch on the non-ton run while while we're on the on the topic? Let's do it, mate. So this week in the non-ton run, Keys eliminated himself going into the midfield and dropping his one oh nine. Great stuff. And Vlosten was also eliminated because he was injured and didn't play. So that leaves Gus Brayshaw, Carl Amon. Jack Crisp and Ollie Wines as the the last players in the non-ton run, which, for those who don't know, is 
players who averaged 90-plus last year have played every game this year and still haven't turned up. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's get us back on track. Uh, where's our next talking point? Oh, yes. Sicily. <laughs> Brings me joy to say it because he got suspended for a oh. week. The I shouldn't be saving grace of the weekend. <laughs> I shouldn't be smug about it because we, yeah, we have. I'm sure we have listeners that are all sick dog owners and are probably very upset about it. But we we also both have Laird, who apparently is a small chance to get suspended. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I I didn't see it live. But I watched the vision this morning. It, it looks bad from one angle. From another, like. He, he kind of like slows him down. And the other thing is Neil's head doesn't actually hit the ground. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's fine. But like it, you just don't know if he got suspended <laughs> for it, it would probably be the softest one out of all of them this year. And that's saying something. It, would they appeal it if he gets suspended for it? I reckon, reckon? they would. Yeah. Um, but man, you just don't know with the MRO, do you? Anyway, but sorry, back back to Sicily. You you mentioned this to me before. Like, if you were a Sicily owner, would you consider trading? Well, yeah. The fact that he's going to miss two out of the next three games now, <clears throat> like to hold someone with that much cash through the buyers, yeah, I, I just don't think you want to do it. I'd look possibly look at trading him to someone with the last buy, and then making that switch back, or just bringing him back in after he's had his buy because. Two out of the next three, it's like, man, you know, and <clears throat> the game that he plays in the middle from memory is against a decent team. I'm having some issues right now. <laughs> oh, Brisbane. Brisbane's a game that he plays before his buy. So it's like, it, he's probably not going to drop like an enormous score on Brisbane as well. <clears throat> man, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate on, on this because I think... If you're trading someone out after they drop a 165, I don't know. I, I could not bring myself to do it. And the, and the point of the fact that he's going to miss two out of his next three, I feel like it's a non, like it's it's a non-factor because anyone that you're trading him to is also going to miss at least one in the next four. You get what I mean? Like everyone has to, has to play a buy from this point on. That was why... I was suggesting trading to someone with the last buy and then making like the switch back potentially because if you can jump on a guy who's going to play all three when Sicily's going to miss two of those games, even if Sicily goes big, like that's a pretty big swing and it could be a massive swing of points through the buyers because the only game Sicily is going to play is like the most irrelevant buy round because there's only two teams on the buy. So like naturally there there's like more insurance in that round because people are going to have more players playing. Yeah. If, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. So if, if you have like a very, very, very definite plan of who you're going to trade to him in round 15 when you get to that buy, then maybe you could. But I'm just saying like that trade could still be used elsewhere in round 15, you know? And then you, you would have gained by holding him. Um, the but, other thing is, is that this week also most people are fielding at least like nineteen, I reckon. So you can probably you can probably wear the suspension this week. Yeah, I don't know. The lack of playing rookies is is the other concern with it as well. Because I like, I've got seven red dots right now. 
Like a bunch of my rookies got dropped through the week and there'd be heaps of other people in that position. So having all those red dots plus buy players plus a suspension, I reckon there's gonna probably going to be people that need to look at moving him on but but to defend- me but to me that it makes more sense to hold him in that case and like this is the week to fix up three of those red dots or like three of those seven you can fix but if you're trading sicily it's like one less play that you're gonna like those red dots are gonna be missing every single week of the buys um, I some i somewhat agree with with what you're saying but it, the price factor comes into it as well but then you look at which defenders have the last buy? So, like, who you could make that swap to? Like, Zeeble, Doherty, Whitfield. Like, there's good play. Like, is it, you could easily do sick to Doc, right? Doc for three weeks when Sicily's only going to play one of those games. And that could be like a massive point swing for a few weeks. It it's, could be, but you're not going to want to trade Doherty out. If he has it, it, three massive games, there's no, no way you're trading him out. Like if you're a, if you're a Zebel and a Sheasel owner, there's two guys that I'd probably happily trade out when their buyer comes around. Yeah, like back to sick. Like you know, it, I think you just kind of with the buyers, like you sort of get ahead by thinking outside the box. Um, and this year, teams being already like a lot of teams being pretty close to being complete. I think it's more of an option than it would be in years gone by. With, with the extra buy around as well, it kind of makes more sense. All right. Well, maybe that could be that could be a play then. If you have if you have a plan, you could do it. You could do it. And the same applies for Chera, right? Um, who also I think got suspended. I think I saw the news this morning. Although yeah, he, he has he has the final buy around. Yeah, Chera is a bit of an interesting one. I'd I'd probably be happy to move on him anyway because I don't think he's really in the top eight mix. Well, the, the the CBAs are a bit of like all over the place for Carlton at the moment. He has the final buy round, which most people are heavy on. So if you could sideways him to a primo with a different buy round, you can kind of like sort of fix up your structure early, if that makes sense. Carlton Carlton also had a stack of injuries. So like George Hewitt, who was one of their prime midfielders, got injured. So Sarah's CBAs could get a bump when he's back, but um, yeah. I'd be happy to move him on. So Hewitt's got yeah, Hewitt's gonna miss. Chera's gonna miss. Who gets the midfield time? Newman is also out. Newman. I don't Ken, um, is Kennedy gonna become full time mid again? He's in, he got defender status. Yeah, well that's why that's why I we we mentioned Kennedy is a relevant player. Did we mention Kennedy? We didn't, player? that's why I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> it's funny because he, he's actually on our list, but um yeah, he's going to get a big bump in CBAs this week. And with the death status, that'd be nice. Like, you could you could get weird with it. Do Sicily down to Kennedy, mate. <laughs> oh, you could actually Makes do that. Money. And write... Because Kennedy has that final buy. So, you could write it for the, you know, for the period of time that those guys are injured for. I'm telling you, mate. This is the, the, the time of the year to get weird with your team. <laughs> like, it is. There's so many more options become relevant during the buyers. Like, trades that you would never consider during... The, the normal rounds, but yeah, well you get Kennedy, you get three Kennedy's a week. A great you get three a week, and you consider when pe- when players miss and when they when they play, basically. Um, all right. Well, one one final talking point that I wanted to discuss to do with the buyers, and that is, can you trade in a player that's on their buy? Like yeah. this week, you mentioned to me that you might be bringing in steel this week. I I briefly looked at it. I I won't be bringing in steel this week, but. Yeah, I think you can. If if your buyers suit it, you know, and, and it helps you structure up like 
you know, someone like Fiorini, I would consider trading to if if you're really keen on Steele or Brad Crouch or someone, because Fiorini literally just scored thirty in a, in a game. He's got Fiorini's got the buy next week, but is is his score really going to count this week? But probably the, not. But and but the way does, that I see it is that you just don't know. So you might as like he's playing this week. So you, and if he drops a stinker, it's going to be the, one of the scores that gets knocked out. So I'm saying no. I'm saying you hold. That's the like, point, though. If 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 his four round average Fiorini is in the sixties, so even if he if he scores in line with what he's been doing on a wing, which his last score was much much worse than that, his score's probably not going to count anyway. So why would you not strengthen the rest of your buyers by bringing in a guy who's on this week? Uh, it, it makes a mm. lot of sense to me. Again, I think it's the time of the year where you get a bit a bit weird with your team and you can do stuff like that. I don't. I don't want fair any of my team to say he's going to drop in price. No, but what I'm saying is like, you can it like, if you're trading Fiorini, I I'm an advocate for trading him to someone with the same buy around. Like for me, Fiorini to Humphrey is a move that I'm looking at this week. Humphrey's currently outscoring him, has a better role, is making money, and it and it nets you like 150k. But that, if you that also makes sense, but what. Not everyone has the same team structure. Yeah, no, no, like, I understand. There's going to be people that have like seven players that have the buy next week. Like, but what I'm saying is, you're better off trading a red dot rookie, which I know everyone has at least one or two. I, I saw a stat actually. Jaden Papowski on Twitter said that there's only one coach, one coach in the top ten thousand that had thirty green dots last week. And whoever that is, good on you, because that is wow, yeah, that is like insanely impressive because I wouldn't have expected there even be one but there was one um, just and, one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah. red dot rookies are a priority to, to, it's to the, the week it's the saying. week to do it it's the best week of the whole season just to sort them sort them out All right, we had to take a little pause because Jackson's dogs went ballistic for a second there. Um, <laughs> where were we? Uh, oh, we'd... Red, red Dot Rookies and oh, yes. Fiorini. I was right in the middle of my rant. So, <laughs> this is the week to get rid of three of your Red Dots. You can do it. And then, the guy that you're talking about bringing in that's on their bike, grab him next week. You'll, have, you, you'll be cashed up. You like they'll have already had their buy. It's it's just the it's the best way to do it. I understand what you're saying, but the other problem with with that idea is that there is not really any rookies coming through right now. So, you know, I've got these are my these are some of my red dots: Davy, Roberts, Drury, Madden, Chessa, guys who are like low two hundred k's that there's literally no replacements for. Like there's no one playing under 250k whose score is is like worthwhile. Like O'Donnell's played three games in a row and he's averaging what twenty? Yeah, <laughs> not much. Like, you know, far he played, but he was a sub and he, and he scored a six, and now his BE is like fifty. Just doesn't it, it? Doesn't really make any sense to grab those guys until they get at least show some sort of scoring. So uh, that, that's another reason I think that you can maybe trade in a, a primo. Early, who might be missing, or who is on the buy this week? But like, I'm suggesting you trade to like the more expensive guys that are playing. Weddle still achievable. Humphrey, if it's for Fiorini, I'm saying it's okay. 
yeah, but Weddle's achievable if you trade like Chincotta. But like I said, if you have Drury, Madden, Chesser, Roberts, how are you going to get those? those but you're talking about grabbing. That's a, you're talking that's a 200K about 200k plus jump. Yeah, but you're talking about grabbing buy like buy players this week, which I assume you're talking about primos, not rookies. Some, but like. So where's that money coming from? Well, the uh, the point uh, that I'm trying to make is that if you can grab. Jack Steele, which I, I guess is what you're sort of talking about, like Jack Steele, Lockie Neal, Brad Crouch, any of those guys that are potential options coming off their buy this week, a week early, then then you can grab any of those, like, what what would we call them? Like overpriced rookies or like highly priced rookies. You can grab any of those if you can grab Jack Steele. So, Save you, would the money. Rather, so you would rather trade like Chesser to Weddle than Fiorini to Steele? Well, I'm trading Fiorini anyway, but uh, yes, but, but, I would. Yes, because really, I'll, yes, because really? I, yes, because I'll trade Fiorini to Steel next week if you have the money. Uh, yeah, like, it, like I said, it depends on your structure and the way the way you say it. it is an option. That's what I'm saying. For you, it might not be. I've done it in the but past. For other coaches, they can do that yes. if their structure allows it. You dog. <laughs> I, I will say, I have done it in the past. Um, not, every I, I, every year, the buy rounds are different because it's different teams that miss at different points. And it made it made a lot of sense to me in a previous year because I was structured in a way where I was just like super heavy in that first round. I, I Like the only way for me to get through the final two rounds was for me to trade into a, a player not playing that week. Um, but this year, the way I see it is like red dots, get rid of as many as you can this week. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm also in agreement with that. I, I'd rather jump off red yeah. dots too, but yeah. yeah, if your structure allows it, it's an it's an option. A- anything is an option really over these three weeks. If if your structure yeah suits it. All right. <laughs> I was I was wait, waiting for you, mate. I don't I didn't know where I was going next. What the fantasy? <laughs> Hold the phone. It's time for a Riley O'Brien check-in. We've just had the funniest mishap of all time. I didn't know where we were going next and I got confused. I was like, are we segueing into our next segment? Turns out we're not. We're segueing into our Riley O'Brien check-in and the big man this week had 52 hitouts and a ton against the big O, Oscar McInerney. He had five intercept possessions, five score involvements, great game. Helped his team win the game. Riley O'Brien flying the flying the flag for the Cousins podcast because we are not flying it for ourselves at this point. Man, the big fella's found some form. He's got a five-round average of 98 now. Good stuff, Rob. We love Rob. Yes, we love Rob. Him. Yes. What a guy. Pro Rob, pro Keys. Soon to be pro Ollie Wines podcast. Well, apparently we just like Adelaide players. <laughs> if you're Super from South weird, Australia... Right? You're you're a cousin's pod boy <laughs> or girl. No. <laughs> oh, we're getting silly with it. All right. Well, now maybe we will segue to our new segment, which is what the fantasy. Now, what the fantasy is? Us just, I don't know, just talking about and listing off just some crazy, crazy shit that's happening in the fantasy world. Crazy stats that are just like. What what is even happening? Like what you couldn't script it. We can't believe that it's real. To, kick yeah. us off with yours. Well, I think we've kind of just decided to find a player each that 
is disappointing us. <laughs> and mine is Jack Graham. This guy has gone from being like a perennial mid-70s guy who at the start of his career, we all saw as having uber primo potential. Like racked up the tackles, was finding it pretty easily. Um, you know, it was like a real core part of the Richmond midfield. And now he's averaging 57 57. He's just declined so rapidly as a fantasy option. And now his prospects are just crap. Last year, I averaged like 74, which I was a keeper owner and was, you know, not happy with, but fairly content, I would say. And he's he's lost 17 points on that. I, I can't make any sense of it. It's weird stuff. So, Jack Graham, what the fantasy, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got one who's been equally, if not more, disappointing. Andrew Gaff has a five-round average of 50, 50, just 50 flat. He's four forties in his last five games. That's pathetic. And as an Eagles supporter, it's even more pathetic just to watch him just jog around. So, what this guy used to be an uber primo. I think he had back-to-back years of like one ten, uber uber primo numbers. Yeah, <laughs> now he, a five-round average of 50. That is a genuine what-the-fantasy stat. Like, what is going on there? Yeah, Gaff is really just... He just needs West Coast to be good. Just coast... Just West Coast, get good. Gaff coasts on the... The, 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 the team's success for him to be a solid fantasy player. And when we're down, he is just crap. Uh, it, I can't understand it. Like, is he is he... Battling like a fitness issue? Jay- He's battling a, a footballing issue. <laughs> he, like, Jaden Hunt can still rack up the touches. Oh, it's just weird, man. I'm. Uh, it makes no sense. Like, a- absolutely no sense to me. He used to rack up 40 touches. Like, he used to he used to be capable. Get 30 a week. We, we both thought he could, he could possibly be a sneaky option to start the year if he got back to his best. And he's gotten much, much worse. It's it's weird stuff. Speaking of that, I've got a West Coast stat for you, mate, because we're both West Coast fans. In the last five games, West Coast have an average losing margin of 78 points, and only one of the teams they've lost to is currently in the top eight. Wow. That is disappointing. And to call to call us West Coast fans, in inverted commas, is, is like a bit of a stretch at this point, at this point in time. It's it's all time bad levels of stuff. No, yeah. I'm still a fan. Stick stick with the boys through thick and thin, but it just it just it's just yuck, man. It's just so yuck. All of it is yuck. Watching is just yuck. They're not even <laughs> slightly competitive against anyone. We lost by hundred and sixteen to Hawthorne. To Hawthorne, mate. <laughs> It's so disappointing, man. It's so disappointing. I can't, I can't There's just it. no one to be excited about. Like, nah. Jimby, yeah, you can sort of be excited about Jimby, but... We've got some talent. Like, Oscar Allen is an absolute beast. He's absolute good. Beast. He's good. We've, we've got some, you know, some young draftees that, that could turn into decent players. And, you know, we still have players that are having decent years. It's just, as a, as a team, it's just bad stuff. It's terrible. Anyway, let's let's not talk about West Coast anymore. Um, all right, I've got one more for you, and this is just you won't believe this, mate. All right, so we're going back to Bailey Smith. I talked about how badly I cooked my trades, and I said I'd talk about it. So here we go. 
originally, I was going to go Fiorini to Sicily. Now, that is already a net of what? Like, a hundred and... What, 130 points? 135, yeah. <laughs> Something crazy. But because of Josh Kelly, the Josh Kelly injury, which we both were Josh Kelly owners, I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to trade Josh Kelly instead of Fiorini. And I wanted to go like for like with the buy with the buys. So I decided to get Baz instead of Sicily, which was a 98-point swing on that side of it. So Baz... Scored a 67, and this is the first time I've owned him since 2021 when he dropped a 44 and 58 back-to-back in my team. So, Baz has a three-round average of 56.3 in my team. You could, <laughs> like, you could not script that. That is, that is a genuine modern-day tragedy. I, I can't... That's pretty funny. I actually can't believe it. That is just like a what-the-fantasy moment. I, I have no words. It's just... It's cooked. And it's all because of this Josh Kelly injury. We're yeah, the Josh Kelly injury stitched me up this week as well, mate. <laughs> it's, the whole it, year it really is such a, a stitch-up. The whole year is a stitch-up. I was looking, because I had 350k before trades. I was looking at moving JJ and Fair on as well, because I had the JJ injury. Then the Josh Kelly news comes out. So I, I also hold Fio. This Comedy of errors, mate. I, I, I might actually start tweeting some of these. Makes just me to want see, to cry too. Yeah, just to see if anyone else is get getting this kind of this kind of luck. Anyway, um, let's move on to our bold prediction segment. <laughs> Professor Filoni, he will return tonight. Sorry. So, <laughs> I'm laughing already because I've got it written down what your bold prediction was last week. Hey, which, yours which can wasn't you, much better. It it wasn't. Uh, it was a lot better, actually. But can you can you jog the memory of our listeners of what your my, bold prediction was last week? Hey, lucky mine is a long-term bold prediction because there's still 13 rounds left. But mine was Simpkin and McGluggage to average 97-plus from last week onwards. And it was a bad start because Simpkin scored 69, McGluggage scored 58. Just, you're making me look bad here, fellas. <laughs> Please, just do a little bit more this week. Well, McGluggage is on the buy, but I stand by it. I still reckon they're both going to be around the primo mark for the rest of the year. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, nah, I, they will be. I don't believe... <laughs> tell, tell us I yours. Do not, I do not believe in McGluggage at all after that game. Tell us yours, mate. <laughs> all right. Well, I said Gus would be a top three defender up until the end of the buys. And hey, and you also said Gus won fifty on the pod like five times. That dog. wasn't that wasn't a legitimate prediction. That was just like you know a bit of adrenaline. You suckered suck me into keeping keeping the man and having faith. You should have faith, mate. He scored a ninety-two, a ninety-two. I got a Gus stat for you. He hasn't scored his average from last year yet. <laughs> It's so funny, mate. But his high school this year is 98, and he averaged 99 last year. <clears throat> Do more, mate. <laughs> I'm, he looked like he was going to turn, and then he just slows down. Funny stuff. I'm holding on to this prediction, though, Cuz, because if you look at if you look at the defenders, chance. if you Not look at the defenders chance. for this week, all right, Sicily was awesome, but he's rubbed out for a week, so that disqualifies him. Doc was good, but he'll inevitably hurt himself. 
Dawson was really good. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. Nick Dacos was really good. So, you know, he's... <laughs> that still puts him, what, like, third? Who else was better? Zebul was bad. Sheezel was bad. Will Day pipped him. But that's all right. I expect him to be better than Will Day. He was the 22nd highest scoring defender this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to bump up those numbers, cuz. I'm telling You're you. You're only 21, only 21 spots away, mate. Well, put him put him 20th because... Sicily. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> because of the guy who scored... Sick might still outscore him overall over the bars. <laughs> Liam Duggan is due for a 60. Lockie Whitfield will get hurt. D- Duggan could score back-to-back 60s and I still reckon he'll outscore Gus for the rest of the buys. G- <laughs> mate, Gus is averaging like 75. I stand by the prediction. There's not I a might chance. Even, I might hitting. even double down on it. There's not a chance it's hitting. All right. Well, uh, t- t- tell us your bold prediction for this week, Jados. All right. Well, I struggle to find one, man. Like, uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky time to be predicting things. It's just, it's just a pre- unpredictable landscape. But I'm saying keys to average ninety over the buys. Is that bold enough for you? He's averaging, he's averaging seventy. But if he holds he the is. role, if he holds the role, he's going to do it. So I guess if he holds a role, he's probably going to average like one hundred five. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So it's the 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 only bold thing really is just saying keys is yeah keys is going to be a midfielder, um, which you know based on how he played, you would expect him to at least this week. If you extend the time frame slightly, I'll give it to you. <sighs> Until when? I want. Five games. Five games? All right. Ga- actual games. So, six weeks from now. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To average 90 over his next five games. That way, if he, plays mid, if he plays mid for like three games and then he moves out, I guess I guess it'll you'll probably still get it. Maybe. But but I feel like that that's, that's bold enough. A five-game stretch from Keys. It'll still be close if he moves out because he's capable of dropping 30s. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The, the one I've settled on is because you said we need more short-term bold predictions. Yeah. So I've gone as short as possible, and it is merit is going to be the highest, uh, the highest scoring player this week. I'll Just take it. Scoring. I'll out take it. I will take that. A hundred percent. I'll take that. And and the 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 second part of that is I will be very upset on the pod next week <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't get him. Those the odds on you being upset on the pod next week are just they're just next to nothing. Like you, you're upset. Yeah, I'll, you're upset I'll be every upset week, about man. something. <laughs> you the find subs, a way. The subs are in absolute shambles at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, merit merit to be the highest scoring player this All week. All right, what does he score? At least one fifty. All right, one fifty merit. Done. All right, excellent stuff. Those are our bold predictions for this week. But 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 if he drops if he drops a one forty and he's the highest scoring player, I st- I still want it. You still take I st- it. All right, that's still a win. Give give us an exact prediction. One fifty seven. One fifty seven. All right. I reckon he's going to go enormous this week. All right, awesome. Let's move on to our next segment, and this is our final segment for the week. This is our fantasy proverbs. <laughs> Fantasy Proverbs. All right, I'll, uh, I'll kick us off this week on Fantasy Proverbs. It's my return. I haven't done one since our initial 
well, our debut of this segment. So it's 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 been a minute, but uh, I'm gonna hit you with a with a quote. It's actually a movie quote, but you know what? We love the movie, so I'm gonna call it a proverb. And it's from Peter Lafleur from Dodgeball. <laughs> I found that if you have a goal, that you might not reach it. But if you don't have one, then you are never disappointed. And I've got to tell you, it feels phenomenal. <laughs> People, don't set goals. Don't have aspirations in fantasy because they never, never come to fruition. Don't set goals. Just coast through. Maybe you'll, you'll do good. Maybe you won't. Who cares? Just let it all, just be chill. My, my brother's. That's all you need. I can't believe you, mate. I can't believe you. You're, you're undoing the... <laughs> I've, hijacked, I've hijacked your segment. <laughs> I put in so much time into writing my fantasy proverbs to uplift our listeners, to get them pumped up. We're trying to win hats here, cuz. I live in the real world, mate. You're undoing- I live in the real world. I deal with... The facts that present themselves, and I'm just telling you what the best course of action is for myself and for our listeners. Uh, it's disappointing, mate. It's disappointing. Don't set goals, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. Hold on to hope. Hope is all that you need. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna inspire yes. us now? Uh, maybe we'll we'll see. I have a little poem here, actually, inspired by you writing your cheeky little poem last week i'm glad that you could take some inspiration from my words mate uh, i worked hard on them yeah well whether you guys find this uh inspiring is uh yet to be seen but i'm just gonna go for it and we'll see we'll see how it feels you you tell me how you feel at the end of this in the realm of afl fantasy a comedic plight my team's a joke a sad sorry sight Injuries abound, my players in dismay. They dance on the beach like wounded cliches. The scoreboard laughs a mocking decree. My rival's team, oh, so full of glee. But I'll rise again like a phoenix absurd. With trades and luck, my team will be heard. So laugh if you must at my comical strife, for in the end, it's just a virtual life. But mark my words with a cheeky grin, next season, my friend. It's your turn to spin. I don't know. I don't know what to say, mate. <laughs> Silence. He's stunned. <laughs> it stunned. was. It was a a, a, a touching story <laughs> of just <laughs> you. You explained the the grind, and you you hit me in my feels. Good. I mean, great. <laughs> Fantastic! I can't, I can't claim credit for that one. That's actually a bit of an AI, an AI masterpiece. <laughs> an AI masterpiece. Yeah. I whipped well, AI to write to write your poem yeah, about I, fantasy. Yeah, I whipped it up in like two minutes before this. But maybe that can be a new segment. Just, just really, <laughs> mate, that is hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty good though. No, it actually is. <laughs> Some of those rhymes are pretty cheeky. A bit of a like, uh, bit of a lyrical like, miracle right there. Cuz you're a bit of a you're a bit of a wizard mate, with the with your words. I should have just claimed it. I, I wish you I didn't say have. that. Yeah, I'd be sold. I was stunned, mate. Yeah. I was like, oh geez, you shut all over my poems from last week. <laughs> no, no. 
No, 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 no. Actually, it's pretty funny. The, the first one that it spat out was, I, I kid you not, like three or four times longer than that. I was like, I can't, really? I can't read that on the pod. <laughs> oh. uh, but I, I think that was pretty good. Short, short that, and sweet. That was too funny, mate. <laughs> too funny. Well, I hope, I hope some of you got some enjoyment out of that. I reckon I'm just going to keep coming up with the, with the uh, AI, <laughs> the AI, AI fantasy, AI fantasy proverbs. Save, got- save myself <laughs> half an hour of writing every week. You've got the giggles into me at the end of the pod. <laughs> Right well the then, end. I did my job. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good place to wrap it up with the happy, happy cousins family vibes, huh? <laughs> Bringing it home. Looking forward to next week. Mate. <laughs> That's how it's meant to be. Oh, uh, Gus 150. Don't forget it, guys. Oh, Gus, let's do it. <laughs> Gus 150. All right. So that's the end of our podcast for this week. If you've listened to all of it, you're a fucking legend. Um, we love you guys. Check us out on Twitter at The Cousins Pod. At The Cousins Pod. At The Cousins Pod. We do all our best work there. Good luck for the buyers. Stay nifty. Don't forget, get rid of red dots. That is the strategy for this week. Red dots out. Get rid of them. And Fiorini. Fiorini can go and red dots. Yep. Don't forget it. All right, guys. <laughs> good luck. I hope the fantasy gods bless you this week because they have been shitting on us for weeks. But... Luck is around the corner. I can feel it. Good luck, yep. guys. Stick it to the fantasy gods. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Bye. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin